0: Stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago, this is Zach's Market Edge.
1: Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's stock strategist, Jeremy Mullen, who is also the editor of Zach's Counter-Strike newsletter. Now, Jeremy, the reason I have you on this week is because you've been a professional trader for over a decade now, and I thought you'd be the perfect person to have on to discuss all the madness, the craziness happening once again in the stock market, much of it apparently done by new traders. So I thought it'd be fun to have a show where we just discuss maybe some tips you can give to new traders how people can keep their emotions in check and what it's like out there trading this type of market now i don't know if you have seen that article in the new york times about the robin hood traders and apparently there's 13 million of them just at robin hood alone now and i know a lot of people think that it's all of these new traders that are moving the market and um you know in certain individual stocks which we're going to get to a little bit later in the show and that's contributing to the madness but where do you see things as they stand right now yeah
0: tracy thanks for having me um yeah it is is quite madness out there isn't it um yeah. ju- just uh a lot of volatility a lot of money flowing into the stocks and uh, a lot of new n- n- new uh traders like you said but um, also you know there's a lot of institutional money behind this stuff that's that's making these moves happen. Um, the the retail is just kind of fueling the extremes, if you will, uh, both up and down. So um, so yeah it's it, I think it's great. I love uh, people getting involved. Um, I am yeah a decade and a half long trader, so I kind of, uh, like seeing the new money in there. I, I got i have an edge on them. so uh, you know for a self from a selfish standpoint, it's it's making trading excellent for people of my ilk uh, because um we have you know the the strategies and the know-how and the years of experience to trade around not only um, the institutional guys and the algos that we've been fighting for years, but this this new money as well.
1: so it's it's been great for uh, guys like me. Well that's that's is why I wanted to have you on because you have been around long enough doing it that it has to be interesting to see the new people in these kinds of trades. Are you seeing anything right now where it's like obvious to you that a lot of new traders are making like the same mistake over and over right now?
0: Well yeah, so there there are a couple of things. It's hard to tell, you know, who you're trading against obviously, but when I'm in and when I'm trading a stock like uh, Tesla, uh, I can I can tell I'm getting pinged by a lot of uh, uh, retail traders because they're trading odd lots. So you know it's a $1,500 stock. So um, you know I'm normally I'm trading at least 100 shares of that. And if I'm on the offer trying to get out of the um, up move, let's say, and I'm getting two shared and one shared and five shared, I I know sending that at me, right? So uh, there there's that but there's also um some of the stocks that have wider spreads. Um, I, when the when the moves are happening like a guy like me isn't going to take that wide wide spread but if if a retail trader is putting in a market order uh, they're going to take that that spread. So there's kind of mistakes like that where they're not using limit orders or using market orders getting bad fills or they're doing these odd lot trades in a stock like Tesla or Chipotle or Amazon. And you can kind of sniff out you know exactly you, know, you can sniff out those mistakes, basically. And that's what the that's what these algos do too. you know the algos are in there uh, capitalizing on um, the uh, the mistakes that retail makes. and guys like Citadel and Jump and Virtu are just are just loving that kind of stuff because they're making markets in between all this order flow that they're sending them. So it's great for them too,
1: yeah. Well, we saw that tremendous trading revenue that uh, some of the banks had. Yeah, J.P.
0: Morgan did really well. I saw that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so, so yeah, some definitely some areas are liking what's going on out there.
0: with the with the banks. You know, uh, they're 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 not running like the uh, the uh, the HFTs and the algos like like your citadels, but you know. They're making money off the volatility, like so. They they've got, they've got guys like me who are, who are more professional than I am, and you know, doing their things, and whether it's fixed income, equity, or or whatever instruments they're trading, and and they're feasting off the volatility too. Volatility is great for trading. Um, you might have some big down days uh, personally because the you know the you took a big hit on a big swing, but what that creates is it creates the next day an opportunity for you to get it back. So I think that just creates this environment where every day there's an opportunity to attack, whether you're a professional or you're retail.
1: So are you seeing most of the newbie traders in a select group of names? I mean, we keep mentioning like Tesla, obviously they're in Tesla.
0: Yeah, it's the momentum names. I mean, all these momentum names they're flocking to, usually it's news driven. So if there's an upgrade or good earnings or something like that, They're they're news driven, Uh, they're following the big up moves. A pure example is earlier this week, uh, Netflix um, had that, or it was last week, excuse me, um, had an upgrade and it broke out over 500 and the thing went like straight up, like a 45 degree angle kind of throughout the day, 50 points. And that's just this repetitive buying. Nobody's gonna step in and get in the way of that. There's good news. And they're piling in. Uh, are they selling it all when it after the fifty point up move? I don't. I don't know. But, um, but what that's what that's showing you is just this kind of this momentum. just is continuing, and you're seeing that across the board in a lot of stocks. I mean, Tesla, on Monday, I don't know if you saw the Robinhood article, but something like, uh, I don't even know what the number was, but it's obscene amount of Robinhood traders added for the first time, and that was at you know above sixteen hundred. Um, and it went to you know 1,700 and then fell all the way back down in the 14s after that. So it, it's kind of crazy how the flow is working.
1: So I I saw that you called that move that you just described in Tesla absurd in your recent uh, Counter-Strike newsletter update. Yeah. And, and so what what should people be doing about Tesla? Obviously the the traders have kind of just taken over there yeah. And it's up uh, 61% in the last month.
0: Yeah. So it broke out from 1,000 and basically topped out yesterday almost to 1,800. It was like 80% in two weeks, right? So that's yeah. why I say absurd. <laughs> I don't really care about the, I have nothing against Tesla. You know, I don't care about the fundamentals. I root for the company. Uh, but to have a move in that kind of name, I think the move was mostly options driven. So There was a break on Friday from 1,500 to 1,650. uh, That is, or excuse me, from 1,400 to 1,550. That was likely driven by uh, market makers on the wrong side of basically selling calls. And it was a scramble in the last hour to cover and get out of that trade. So um, sometimes the option flow can really actually drive some of these moves uh, when people are on the wrong side of the market. And I know everybody talks about the shorts, and of course they've gotten destroyed, and that's part of it too. But um, so when you when you combine like option market makers on the wrong side, uh, shorts trying to cover, and you got this retail flooding in, it makes for this it, exorbitant move higher. And uh, for a guy like me, I you know I got on the other side of that yesterday, and it paid off nicely. Um, and I continue to like they have earnings next week, so I'm continuing to look for some downside. Uh, just
1: just a little pullback. That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> Interesting. So what kind of advice would you give to someone who, you know, is one of those 13 million on Robinhood or maybe who just signed up in the last couple months? Is there yeah. any advice or is it just learn by doing? You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have some winners, but you're going to have some losers. What, What is your advice to new traders right now?
0: Yeah, you're gonna make some mistakes. You're gonna lose money, Um, but capital pres- preservation is key, and that stems from discipline. You have to have some discipline. You can't be buying Tesla if it after an 80% move and expect to double your money. It's just a, it, it, it's a poor man's get. You're not. It's just not gonna work. Um, and so within that, like, that's got to be the new guy's focus: is don't do the YOLO trades that I see a lot of these YOLO, these. Uh, Robinhood traders uh, talking about. You You have to stick to a game plan. Uh, one of the things I look for on a daily basis is uh, ranges within a stock. So the high and lows of uh, of a stock. So Tesla today, the low is 1431, the high is 1590. That's you know, 160 point range. It's one of the largest ranges out there of any stock. It moves. So as a trader, you can make money within that range. So look for stocks with higher ranges and watch these stocks, learn how they move, learn how they trade, dabble in small size, see if you can make money in small size. Once you do, start increasing your size to make a little bit more money, but don't get too crazy. This isn't a get rich quick scheme. This is a grind, grind, grind game. And once you get to a point where you can put on size, then you can start making good money. Uh, Within that, like looking for stocks, uh, trying to find stocks, you really want to have some kind of volume so you can trade in and out and not get pay big spreads. Um, and and what I would say is, is get a couple go-to stocks. So for me, uh, Tesla is a go-to stock. Amazon is a go-to stock. Roku is a go-to stock. I have the experience to watch like five to ten of those for new guys. Maybe they should only focus on one to three um, and just try to master those before they start playing uh, – other stocks on a day trading basis, right? Uh, Investing in 10 different, 20 different is fine. But when you're trying to day trade these and learn how they work, learn how they move, it's really important to just focus on your go-to stocks and and go from there. So use ranges, uh, find stocks within, that have big ranges and then pick some go-to stocks, watch them and then just give it a try.
1: So I understand why Tesla is a go-to but are Amazon and Roku go-tos as well because of those types of ranges as well? Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. so they're always moving, they're always big ranges and um, they, uh, you know, over time I've I've learned how they move, I learned how they trade. They're very reactionary off certain technical levels, so I can look for those levels on a daily basis and kind of, if, if they seem to be working, trade off those levels. Um, and that's something else like within, particular strategy you you can use a variety of different technical levels i use fibs i use pivot points i use uh, vwap and uh, i can get into those if 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 you want me to but those kind of are my map and my guide throughout the day of when i want to be entering the stock not just blindly you know buying it
1: Well, that's the, some of the tips, you know, I feel like the newbies need because I do think they're blindly just buying off of, as you mentioned earlier, like the headline news or things like that.
0: Right. So uh, I'll go over those three of them. Like, so Fibonacci okay. Fibonacci retracements are pretty, pretty big. Um, you can use these in macro moves. So what I mean by that over a period of months or years, they can also work in, uh, in, in intraday. So what I do is I, I'll draw... Uh, the bottom of a move to the top of a move, and it'll give me like a 61.8% level to 50% retracement that I'm kind of looking for to see if there's uh, some buying in that area. And what I'll do is I'll I'll buy that Fib, and I'll look for a move back to highs or above, above the recent highs to sell into. So that's kind of Fibs. There's many different ways to play with Fibs. I have my own particular niche and way I do. Uh, A lot of people use different strategies. It's kind of uh, just drawing them and figuring out how they work and then utilizing them the way you want to use them. Uh, Pivot points are great. You need to slap those on your charts and uh, they're calculated new every day. A lot of algos will buy and sell at these pivot points. Um, There's neutral uh, resistance level one, two and three and support level one, two and three that I always have on my charts. And that's basically, Taking the average of the previous day ranges, and um, that'll calculate on your on the on the new day. So it's kind of nice to just have that kind of guide. And VWAP is volume weighted average price, so that's the average price that people have paid during that day. So basically, if price is below the VWAP, the average price is losing money, so they're more more uh, likely to be selling into the end of the day. If it's above people are making money. So they're more willing to add and push that price higher. So I've noticed over time that VWAP is a very important place during the day uh, that uh, you can get like bounces off of. So let's say a stock like Tesla bounced to hundred points, it pulls off the open, it pulls back into the VWAP. That'd be a place I'd be looking to possibly buy if it holds up. So I I love those three uh, technical, um, I mean, I use those all the time.
1: Okay. That doesn't sound too bad yeah, you just have to I mean, those
0: are my three that I favorite. People use all kinds of different technical aspects. so um it's just kind of going through and then finding what works for you.
1: Now you said earlier that you they should be dabbling in small size. What does that mean? What is small size?
0: Oh, small size just means uh, you know, don't put your whole account into one trade. <laughs> Maybe do uh, five or ten five or ten percent. So small size, like I was, I was saying, I'm getting five share and ten share in Tesla. Uh, that's probably the right thing you want to be doing, as long as that's not your whole account, right? Um, sure. So, uh, yes, smaller size, uh, smaller percentage of your account with each trade. I know a lot of people are doing options. That's a good way to uh, take advantage of that. Like instead of putting up, you know, uh, uh, fifteen hundred bucks for Tesla, you can buy one call for maybe. A, uh you know five dollars for the 1600 strike or something and if it goes up 50 points you make some money just remember with those options most of them go to zero so you're losing probably uh, most of your investment and uh, i would recommend just using stops on all this stuff Uh, just capital preservation is key now you have mentioned a lot of
1: what I would consider like high price stocks, obviously, you know, Tesla, Amazon's over $3,000. And I see a lot of people attempting to trade the stocks that are under $5 for the reasons of, you know, in their mind, oh, if it's only a dollar, it doesn't take that much to get to $2. And then I double my money. But right. is, is that area a place that new traders should be looking to be in? Like, you know, the one, there's a lot of retail stocks that are trading under $5 right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, so um, that is an area that uh, a lot of people like to dabble in. It's not my forte. I, I try to avoid stocks uh, basically under under $10 is my kind of general rule, but there's a lot of opportunity there if you can find-
1: Why do you, why do you avoid those?
0: Uh, because I, it's easier to make money in the bigger ranges. So, uh, so for me, I'm I'm not looking at a percentage move. I'm looking for a point, a big point move. That that that's how I make my money. So, uh, a a nine dollar stock going to ten dollars isn't as uh, lucrative or fun as a nine hundred dollar stock going to a thousand dollars. Just because there's so much volatility within that hundred points that I can make money. I can get in and out a lot more so now for um uh, but for lately for stocks that are under five dollars you're seeing all these like covid plays you're seeing all these different plays and i'm seeing stocks go from like five to twenty five dollars five to ten dollars five to fifteen and it's just based on this momentum stuff and it i see it on my filters every day because i have filters and i can see them running and i have no idea what these things are doing i have to look it up <laughs> And I think a lot of it is somewhat, um, manipulation. Cause a lot of these stocks are low float, uh, stocks, which means there's not a lot of shares in there. So if they have some good news and there's all this money trying to get into the the company that these, sh- the, the stocks just go. Um, uh, so like a perfect example is this W I M I was a was a $4 stock on Friday. It was, it went up to 30 on, uh, on monday morning and now it's down at 17. so stuff like that is just do
1: They it's, do. it's W-I-M-I. happening a lot what are they
0: w-i-m-i was the ticker
1: yeah but what are
0: it, they it's a hologram cloud company yeah oh. i'm not i'm not even familiar with like what they even do i just saw it running and i just kind of shake my head it's not my thing but for a lot of people that's that's what they like to do
1: okay um it, is it is it Different to do the stocks that are a dollar under a dollar versus any of these. This one was four dollars and went to 30. Is it, is it the same game, even if it's just a dollar? Yeah, the price point
0: doesn't really matter. I mean, okay. you, you remember like Hertz, Hertz was like a dollar and it ran to five on the bankruptcy. I mean, that, that's kind of the same kind of banana stuff. Uh, it, it makes a it makes <laughs> little sense. But hey, if if you're if you're gonna sit and watch for those, um, there is opportunity there. I'm not gonna say there's not, um, but I, if you want to have like a that's not gonna happen in all markets, right? It's happening in this market, but if you want a sustainable uh, trading career, it, you you stick with those high range stocks, and that's what's gonna pay over the long run.
1: Are there any other that you consider to be absurd as you were describing Tesla right now? I mean, I took a look at a couple of the names that I know have been running. Um wait a minute, where did I find those now? Like Shopify, that yeah, one is up yeah. 136% year to date.
0: Yeah, Sh- Shopify is definitely bubble right now. That thing it has pulled it has pulled back. But when you're yeah. talking about uh, going from 300 to uh, 1100 over the court, since the March lows, that that that's a great move and it's a great company, um, but it's uh, it's it's just we really you really have to be careful buying it up here because you know one swoop of bad news and the thing can be all the way back down right. So uh, I just caution caution new people just I'll keep on saying it just make sure you have your stops in. Um, another one, let's see, what have we We've seen a run in Netflix, but that has been kind of more a more slow and steady run. It hasn't been this accelerated move higher. One of the ones that I keep on seeing is Coupa uh, uh, Software. Okay. Uh, that went for $300 lately, um, was a $100 stock in March. So that thing's tripled. <laughs> Once again, a great company. What's um, the t- uh, COUP. Okay. Just I think you, met, you mentioned Melly, M-E-L-Y, which is uh, Mercado Libre. That's another one with a, an amazing run. Yeah. yeah. So here, here's another, here's a good example. That, that topped up over 1,100 and it pulled back almost 200 points wow. um, real quick. So yeah, you just gotta be you gotta be careful buying those at the extreme highs. Yeah,
1: that's the Amazon of Central
0: South, and South America. South America. Right, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, okay, what about like Etsy? That's had a big run. That's, yeah. But it's come down off the highs. What is some of these have started to pull back? Does that tell you anything? Should I, as a, as a new trader, is that is that relevant to me right now?
0: Yeah, so when these pull back, uh, w- w- uh, some good areas to look at are these moving averages. So I look at the 200, the 50-day and the 21. The 21 is kind of like a momentum moving average. So uh, Etsy has just pulled back. It was at 115, pulled back to 100 and it's hanging around this uh, this 21-day moving average. So for me, uh, as long as it can kind of hold in this area, the next uh, move higher is probably another buy to, to highs because it means it still has that momentum. And uh, with that, you know, like, Drawing fibs, I'm actually I'm on the chart right now. Uh, what I would do is I'll draw from the uh, June lows, uh, yeah, June lows, to the recent highs, and what that gives me is it gives me a 61.8% retracement around 90, which happens to be the 50-day moving average. So if I'm being patient, uh, I'm looking at that $90 level for potential buy spot uh, for Etsy. And that's kind of how you use, you know, these technical levels to sniff out certain areas. You want to enter a stock instead of, you know, buying it at all time highs. <laughs> okay. so uh, Spotify was another good one, uh, that recently had a nice run.
1: Oh yeah. they, they have.
0: So that went from, uh, that was stuck in the mid, uh, one fifties and then they had this news with, uh, they got who uh, uh, Joe Rogan, and then they got um, uh, Kardashians to do right. a, a podcast. So then the stock took off. And it went from about the 160 area to 285 in you know just over a month, uh, and just a fantastic move. And that's pulled back to the 21-day moving average and bounced a little bit off that. So yeah, there's, I mean, there's we could go through a bunch of these all day. Yeah, every day I see
1: them. So what, is, what does that tell you, that it it seems like, you know, there's a lot more good trading opportunities right now? Oh, yeah, both up and down. I think what the Fed has created, uh, a,
0: a liquidity fl- um, flood of money, basically. And this money is flowing into stocks, and we're seeing a result of that. Uh, I don't know if, if there's just nowhere else to put it at the moment, um, but the Fed has the markets back? It seems like uh, you know they're not going to let companies go bankrupt, and that's a whole nother podcast. But yeah. it's creating it's creating all this liquidity, and uh, those who have access to that liquidity are putting it to work. Um, and we keep on bringing up retail. The combination of retail and the combination of just uh, opening up kind of economies. It has this 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 good uh, atmosphere. Um, so, so we'll have to see if this remains, I'm, I'm skeptical, skeptical that it can, but, uh, Matt, I love it. I love, I hope it, I hope it stays, stays around.
1: Yeah. I know you've complained in the past when there hasn't been volatility that, you know, it's really hard to trade when it's, you have those kind of markets.
0: Yeah. So we went through some real bad markets, uh, 2014, 15, uh, yeah was was pretty bad. I mean the vix was at 13 14 for a long period of time with with even some moves down in the 11 area. And uh, now we see it holding at 30 ever since uh, February. So that creates this just really volatile trading atmosphere. Yeah.
1: So um on the subject of like a pullback or corrections or you know some of these stocks off the high I feel like for traders, as you were just mentioning, like these are opportunities. It's not necessarily a bad thing to, for the market to take a break. Oh, I think it's very healthy.
0: Um, what, well, I, I, Like a pullback like we had the last couple of days. Well, yesterday was kind of like a reversal. We were up and then went down uh, 2% in the NASDAQ and the S&P followed. And uh, today we kind of followed through lower, but uh, rallying at the moment. So it's just like, it's just healthy. You want You don't want to get people too long in the market and have it go straight up because what happens is it'll go straight down. And what I'm kind of worried with the NASDAQ at the moment is that that can happen with some uh, negative news. We have earnings coming up. So let's say earnings don't impress like they everybody thinks. Let's say uh, California's momentum with COVID gets worse. Let's say, you know, uh, hopefully not, but Chicago sees a spike back up. You know, there, there's just... If, if, if bad bad news starts to hit, uh, the NASDAQ is so inflated that we could see this uh, liquidation event down where it just happens in a couple of days. So I like the healthy markets. To, you know, I don't want them to go straight up. I want them to meander back and forth and then break out or break down. Uh, I just think those are healthier markets. And I think that's kind of what we've been seeing over the last uh, couple, uh, actually over the last month. With the S and P kind of trading between thirty-two and hundred and and three thousand, is we kind of consolidating here and deciding, okay, what's COVID gonna do to us next? Do we want to break out and ride the back of the Fed, or do we want to break down and be scared of uh, of the virus? So, it's an interesting place we're at right now.
1: Uh, you just mentioned the earnings season, and we didn't really talk about that. Do you like to trade earnings season? Do you just like move to the sidelines? Should new traders be trading earnings season? Because that seems pretty difficult.
0: Yeah, earnings is my bread and butter. That's okay. uh, that's something that I really do well in. Um, I like trading after hours and uh, pre market on the earnings announcements. You have very very thin markets. You have. Uh, um, just big, kind of big, big moves, uh, fewer, uh, I would say fewer algos to get in the way of the moves. Uh, so it makes it a little more interesting sometimes. Um, very dangerous. So <laughs> I would say new traders, no. Uh, okay. what, you want, what you <laughs> want to do is watch them. Um, just watch them, see how it moves, see if they are for you. Uh, generally, um, uh, newer traders, I would, I would say they'd have to get used to how these earnings moves uh, work. So it can be very confusing to see a company uh, beat on EPS and the stock go down. That confuses a lot of new guys. And uh, I just remember when I, I used to train train guys uh, about, uh, how long ago was that? <laughs> Eight, uh, Ten years ago. Um, and that was one of the things that a lot of the new people just did not understand is like, they, they beat earnings. Why is it going down? Well, it doesn't matter. It's going down to so short it. Or vice versa, they missed earnings, it's going up. It doesn't matter. It's going up, buy it. the The people who are buying and selling this stock and have m- more buying power know more than you. And there might be a little thing in that earnings report that you don't know about outside that headline number that uh, could ruin your day. So so don't get in the way of it. Don't be stubborn because you think they beat or miss. Just go with the flow on earnings. That's my number one rule.
1: Okay. Yeah, you see a lot of people on stock twits that get... Get real frustrated when you know there's a miss and the stock goes up, <laughs> and you can yeah. tell, and they, they don't get it, and it makes them angry. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that could be
0: a bunch of different reasons. Like uh, the miss wasn't like so. There's a there's whisper numbers. Like you know, if it beat the whisper number, then uh, it's actually better than the headline number. But there also could be guidance or something said on the call maybe a shift of strategy that the market liked, you know, there's all kinds of, all kinds of stuff behind those earnings. And, you know, listening to a couple of conference calls and seeing how the stocks react to them is also a good thing to get a feel for those earnings moves. Um, I went through a period where I was just listening to a lot of calls and I kind of learned a lot about what was said on a call that would make a stock move up and down. And of course, you know, guidance is a, is a huge, um, mover on a uh, conference calls.
1: Okay. So is the number one advice, uh, that you would have for the new traders really capital preservation?
0: Yeah. Uh, live to fight another day. Don't be a hero. Um, a, the, the other problem, and I remember this from my, you know, my trainees is everybody thinks they smarter than they really are when it comes to the market. You might yeah. be a genius and, uh, it doesn't mean you're going to be smart at this game. I know some really dumb people who've made a lot of money. Uh, it, it's just, it's it's not, it doesn't matter how smart you are. The market doesn't care how smart you are. It doesn't care that you think a company should go up because they beat on earnings. It'll eat you alive. So your only weapon that you have to survive is discipline and capital preservation. And that is like, that's, that's key. That's the only thing that matters when you start out in this game. Because if you don't, live by that, you're going to blow up your account and, and you'll be done. So yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a, it's pretty simple. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. When you put it that way. And I, um, I, I've, I've blown up, you know, I, I know firsthand. So take it from me. Yeah. Now I'm sure every trader has to blow up at some point, right? Uh, you know?
0: most, I mean, uh, not fully blow up, but yeah, I mean, obviously you take money out of your account and it, you can, you have a big drawdown and, and send the count to zero. I've done that a couple times yeah. and had to reload. Right. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we mean by, by, by blow up. Some people actually lose it all and those unfortunate souls can never come back into the game. Um, but, but yeah, uh, most traders I know have had a period where they've gone through some extreme drawdowns like that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to add? Any other advice for, for new traders?
0: um well uh i I don't know uh how about one thing um when you find that something's working stick with it and then stick with that strategy or stick with that stock or or whatever it may be if it's making you money stick with it and then if it stops working adjust this gate this game is about adjustment and markets are constantly changing and if you don't adjust you will eventually fail because the strategies you were using maybe last year won't work next year and i've had to adjust majorly in my career many times and the only reason i'm still here unlike some of my former coworkers, is because i had the ability to adjust and i you know i take pride of that now because after years and years i've realized that that that, that's a big reason why i was able to stick this out
1: yeah okay that's easier said than done though
0: It is because (laughs) our human nature is we like to, we like to be stubborn and we like our ideas and uh, yeah, don't get It's worked for a while. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But you can't get married to those ideas. Um, You got to forget about them sometimes and and look for new ones.
1: Okay. This has been all good information. Like I think most people who listen to this podcast, know I'm not a trader. I'm an investor,
0: right? which is a
1: totally different game. And, you know, I consider myself
0: a bad investor because I am a a good trader. So like, uh, I I'll get out of stocks. Like I I can pick, I can pick stocks pretty good. I have a feel for stocks. Right. But I will get out of them way too early. And that's just because my trader takes over my, my investor sense and I get out too early. So, um, you know having uh having tesla at 32 that was great but getting out at 300 eh, not so great right? <laughs> right
1: right right well it goes both ways cuz investors tend to get out um you know at bad times too that a trader would not get out
0: right yes yeah, so as a trader we're going to my risk is going to be uh like i'm going to I'm going to be stopped out on something. Uh, investors normally they're going to like double down on some an idea, right? Yeah. So there's a totally different mentality to that. And you can't confuse the two. You have to be either a trader or an investor. So for like my IRA, I do not watch that every day. <laughs> Otherwise I would like, I'm not <laughs> trying to trade that. I'm just trading my trading accounts, right? If I have a long-term idea, I'm like, yeah, I'll put that in my IRA and I okay. leave it. I let it sit.
1: Okay, that's smart. Yeah. All right, so let's go over the tickers. We mentioned a lot of them on this episode. So there was Tesla, of course. We all know that one, TSLA. We talked about Etsy, E-T-S-Y, Shopify, S-H-O-P, Amazon was mentioned, A-M-Z-N. We also mentioned Netflix, N-F-L-X, Coop Software, Coop, C-O-U-P, the WIMI ticker he talked about that had the crazy.
0: Oh, it was uh, W-I-M-I. Yes. Yeah. Like WIMI, WIMI, crazy- Hologram Cloud. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, Roku, is that just R-O-K-U still? Yep. 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 Okay. And then Spotify, S-P-O-T, I think that covered most of the things. Did we mention Chipotle? That's another crazy one that's running. Yes. MG for that one. A lot of people trading that one. Um, Okay, so that covers pretty much most of the tickers. They're all the hot stocks that everyone knows. So go check those out. And as always, you want to subscribe to the podcast here so you don't miss a single episode, because you don't know who's going to be on next week to talk about these interesting topics that are happening out there right now. A lot's going on in the market, so make sure you get all of our episodes. We are on SoundCloud, and most of you are over there subscribing, so thank you. And then we're also on Apple Podcasts, of course, and Spotify, the place to be for podcasts now. And we're on a whole bunch of other platforms. Just find us somewhere under Zach's Market Edge and subscribe. And I'll see you again next week with some more stocks.